Hi guys, it's your newbie sisters here. In this episode, we talk about the difference between schooling abroad and Nigeria, specifically schooling in Canada and the UK versus Nigeria. So enjoy! guys hey guys how is everyone doing hmm how are people do you know kill because me i don't even know where i got the energy that I used to scream that hey guys hmm. and let me ask can you laugh as my own how are you? A long story <laughs> so let's let's start off with anyola anyola how are you doing starting out as a funny funny episode <laughs> well i'm all right I'm good. The weather is nice. Everything is good. Work is going well. I'm fine. Enjoying life. How are you, Evergreen? <laughs> before I get into how I'm doing, let's talk for Angela. You're owing me pictures. I told you yesterday to send oh me photos. God. Guys, Angela went for Kiss Daniel's concert and I told her, I said, Auntie, I'm waiting for photos. I didn't get anything. I went to our stories. Nothing. I say, can you imagine? Yeah, I, I posted some things on Snapchat. I told you that I, I'm no longer Snapchat, feeling Instagram. Are you really guys to Snapchat? See, people, I, does anybody like the new update that's come on Instagram? That's been done on Instagram because I literally do not even like it at all. One bit. I was literally telling Evergreen yesterday that I'm leaving Instagram for you people because if this is what Mark is choosing to do, I am not going to participate in it. What is that? What is that update? He's really angry. Mm. I, you know what? I was checking what, you know, those screenshots you sent to us of Instagram. Yeah. If you click on those videos, they are actually real. So I no, think what they, some of them are posts. It's not, they're not real. Because posts. the posts I've been seeing, when I click on them, they, they, they show and like at the top, you see that they're real. No, this one, I sent you posts. I didn't send you real. I no, in your life, if you click, did you click on them? Yes, I clicked on them. They were and not. They're not real at the top. No, they were okay. posts. Don't let. Don't let. Let yeah. this episode be chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You have won. Okay, no problem. It's okay. Fine. But I get. I get what uh, you mean by the whole Instagram updating. But me, I just whenever I click on them, I end up seeing that they are reels. So I'm like, okay, cool, fine. So <laughs> the update has not gotten to your side. Anyway, how are you, guys? Hey. As of when we're recording this episode, we had a crazy um, Saturday, to, even up until Sunday, um, here in Ottawa, and I think for most of Ontario in Canada. So we had a mad thunderstorm. So not just thunderstorm, like it was really like rain. So myself and uh, my husband, we've been saying like, you know, every time it rains, we keep laughing that, oh, you know, it doesn't feel like the type of Nigerian rain. You mm-hmm. know, when it rains in Nigeria, like every, like you can hear the the noise everywhere yeah. is messed up and everything. So we're like, it's never that heavy. Like it just rains one hour. Lightly, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's usually like a drizzle here and there. It was as if this rain is angry with us. Like you people, I'm going to show you people, Pepe, you think that. You know, you guys are saying I'm not doing well. And the funny thing was, it was that we were out of the house. Oh, okay. So we weren't at home and we got like the emergency alerts that, oh, stay safe, you know, take cover, etc. So we left where we were and we're, you know, on our way back home and this rain started. Jesus Christ. Eh, I don't even think I've gotten that kind of rain in nigeria before oh really we couldn't see anything like i just say god god let's just get to me in peace let's just get to me it was terrible it was so heavy there was like thunderstorms like it was thunder back to back thunder and lightning like back to back it was crazy everybody was like like this you're already staring like god (laughs) let me just get to and then on the highway, after we got off the highway, like down to like coming into like our our own um street, the wind was crazy. Wow. Like we could literally like as we were driving, we could see like you know when lightning comes first before the thunder. We mm-hmm. saw the lightning and then the thunder came. We just knew that we can't have lights. With this kind of thing, I'm sure there's something wrong with our lights already. Like trees, like I've, I've heard news that people died like and it wasn't oh, a thing wow. where honestly like i was reading the news of someone going for a walk and that's how very sudden 
it came. Oh my like, god! If you didn't get the emergency oh, wow. alert message, or like you weren't like looking at your phone or something, you might just be going for a walk, and that was what happened to like this um woman that I read um of a story. Just going, she she went for a walk, and this rain, like this thunder and wind started, and a tree collapsed. Oh my god! There's so many like tree collapsing and everything. It was crazy guys we got home at i think maybe like around three or four i can't remember exactly but we didn't have light all through from yesterday afternoon up until this morning oh wow so when 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 i joined oh wow when i joined the call like for for us to record i was just like you don't know what the time is i'm like you don't know what we've been going through oh my god you don't i was just like we don't, you know, in Nigeria, you have like all these rechargeable lamps. That I you don't have, have any, don't like have literally, any. all I have now is have my phone touch light or anything. Yeah. Nothing. Oh, Absolutely boy. nothing. Oh boy. I, at least I have one can do, so we don't know. <laughs> Everywhere was dark when it was like raining, and then it stopped after some time, and you know, it, it got cleared up. But in fact, some of our friends still don't have lights till now. Like till now, like all through ye- yesterday night, our area, like this east side of Ottawa, we did not have lights. <laughs> Everything in Canada is always to the extreme. Every <laughs> every single thing. See, you know, I was saying last week that um, last episode, or no, not even last episode, the second Jackpot episode that maybe you guys should consider Canada. Maybe she moves to no, the UK. You get, so maybe. I don't think this happened to I've everyone in you. Canada. I think it was Ontario because I don't. I've not seen. A lot of people Guys, talking about like, what she's just also not. FYI, if you don't know, the weather gets worse as we move away from Ontario, just so you know. Oh my god, it was crazy. We had to, like, I'm like, you know, when you don't have anything, like, there's no TV to watch, there's nothing to do. I slept off on the couch, like, in the afternoon. Was the tap running? Because the tap was, was running, so that okay. was good. The tap was running, we just didn't have light. And then, um, when we both woke up, because we both slept on the <laughs> And when we woke up, no, before we slept off, we were hungry. There's no food. Like, you can't microwave food. You can't cook fresh food because we don't have a, we don't have power. We drank dairy. Wheat. Jaffa, Jaffa. We drank dairy, but the, the avad type of Gary. So, I mean, we have ice in the fridge. I didn't use that because I was just like, I'm not, I just want to drink Gary. I was hungry. Oh, but with like milk, with granite, I don't know. But it was, afterwards we slept so when we woke up later at night i was like oh no we shouldn't have slept now it's going to be a struggle to sleep at night so we got out we were like okay it's time to have dinner and then we drove around our area we saw that almost oh, it wasn't raining no, anymore at this time it wasn't raining anymore yeah. at that time and the thing is if you if you stepped out of the house everywhere was dry like the road was clear there was no oh um there's too much water on the road and people can't drive I, I and i was just mean. like yeah Thank God this is not Nigeria. Because if it was Nigeria that that kind of rain happened yesterday, honestly, nobody will be able to drive for like another two, three days. My God. We have to go to downtown. We found somewhere to park and then we just walked around. And they like it, a lot of people were there. I mean, obviously, they people clearly started, wouldn't have anything to eat, so they were trying to find something to eat as well. Exactly. So people um so places that that restored power to you know those are places that we're having fun because they um, if they if they had shop, restaurants shop, in those areas madu but it's it's um it is what it is but that's how i am doing oh sorry love <laughs> oh, i'm sure by the time you guys are listening to this episode you'll be like still gist already <laughs> but you guys should just imagine how it is like i was just like it was like we're back in nigeria we don't know when lights was going to come <laughs> Uh, sorry never experienced such yeah i can't relate Ugh, whatever <laughs> like whatever <laughs> oh my god not you beefy right now <laughs> i'm seriously beefy. like what do you mean you guys canada is still a, a very nice place to move to so, so if you're says. considering so she says big canada over uk I'm so canada. she says <laughs> mm, mm. see anyways guys mm. still talking about this Canada, UK-ish. We're going to talk about something interesting today. Yes. I'm, I'm so excited. So, so excited. Too. Me too. For those that have listened to our Jacqua via school episode, you know, we talked about the process of getting into UK or Canada via the schooling route. 
And, you know, we just told you what it requires in terms of visa. We also told you to do your own research. Yes, FYI. So research. However, today's on. We're taking it a step further. So you've got seen your visa, right? You're now enrolled. You know, we're assuming that you're not enrolled at school mm-hmm. and you know, you're preparing for, oh, what would I experience when I get to school? You know, <laughs> I've probably like schooled in Nigeria before. It's my first time going out to school somewhere else. What is that feeling going to be like? Guess yeah. what? Your newbie sisters are bringing it to you. Premium! We Premium. are bringing it to you as it is. <laughs> so by the time you are experiencing it, you're just going to be like, yeah, my girls, they got me. Like, they uh-uh. told you this always, earlier. <laughs> always. So we're going to start out from the beginning. We're going to take it step by step. Okay. So um, I went to University of Lagos. I want to say the greatest, but let's just hang it. Hello, here. dear. <laughs> chill at all. No chill. No chill. Wait, before you even continue, wait, wait, when you were in Unilag, was there ever a time that it was asked to strike while you were in school? Yeah, but it wasn't for long. Oh, okay. Lucky you. Lucky L- you. Girl, tell me about it. Yeah, but it wasn't for long. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And then Evergreen went to where? Bowen University. So it's a private university, of oh, course. Lord. <laughs> but fine. I mean, we have, we're bringing diverse experience. Yeah. yeah so that yeah, should be yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, going back to what your registration process was like. So you had gotten, you knew that you were going to bowen mm-hmm. you knew the program you would be doing yep. um and then there was a registration process do you remember what that was like and can you i mean not going into too much detail because i imagine that was sleepy eh? <laughs> tell <laughs> us what that registration process was like uh, i'm sure a lot of things would have changed now but i know that um i'm trying to remember there was, so i went to my faculty i think and um, got to know like the courses I'm supposed to take. So there's like a form. I can't remember what it's called. I think maybe it's a course form they used to call it at the time. So you would fill it, you fill your name, um, etc. As at the time, you wouldn't have gotten your metric number, so that would be blank. And then you put your your department, your actual program course, and the list of the courses. So I remember we used to have to take those forms manually, like to, and you know, in on in your first. Um, under level your first year mm-hmm. you take a bunch of like unnecessary courses that don't know why like you Yo. take um, ke- even if you're in chemistry you take chemistry you take physics you take math you take everything so you have to go from i think department to department to get assigned and then when you're done getting all of those signatures you then um take them to your own faculty your department the faculty and you give it to like maybe is it the level advisor or like the course advisor or something there's usually someone in there that you drop it with but being a newbie in school like you don't even know where what is so it's usually like a lot of like moving around and then you get your timetable and you try to start to figure out where the halls and the lecture theaters were um but yeah i think that was like how it was i can't remember in full detail honestly that was like Mm -hmm. what don't let me say because it would make me seem like I'm very old and I am not. I'm ever <laughs> ever young. So the experience for me, oh my God, it was the most painful thing ever. Ah, you happened? see, there's nothing straightforward about federal universities. Oh, there's course. nothing. There was this very long queue. There were a lot of people. Apparently, some people had been there like 5 a.m. So you have to go through this restriction. Are you asking me five restriction process? I don't even think I was able to do mine on the first day. I had to come back on the second day. So you have to like line up and take numbers and then, like you say, fill out this form and do all of these long ass, stupid registrations <laughs> with forms here and there. You take a form here, you sign it, it and then take it to the other person to stamp it. And then you take it to this other person to fill it, and then you go and submit it somewhere. See, see, I mean, I faintly remember it, but I remember it being a very tedious process, and it was yeah. so annoying. And after yeah. that, you then do medicals. It was just a oh, whole yeah, that's lot. True. I it did medicals just, too. It was did just you guys have like a like an hospital inside the school, or when yeah. did you do the medical? Yeah, it was like the same. Yeah, yeah. We had all of that and then you have to do this registration like you said cost registration what mm. we call model now cost registration and then you have a list of all these courses first year i would just have to go back to my transcript first year i did freaking 20 20 jesus christ 20 first Wait, year let me see if i can access my transcript 
like or just school like, website and see the- we used to do a bunch of unnecessary because like things that did not that would not have anything like i did some physics courses biology did you ever do gst GST yes there's gst oh there was one God. that was i think use of english so there was yeah that's the gst yeah we maybe because my school is a christian school we also did a gst that was about like religion like about oh christianity God. or something you can imagine like oh god those GSC courses are like the worst because they use like a very big lecture theater. And if you don't get there in time, you might end up sitting like at the very back. And me, I'm, I'm a very serious student. I like to sit in the front. Can you imagine? Like it's, I'm just looking like, what the... I'm, I can't even... Half of this, I don't even know what it was about. What it was about. Then we're like, what the... Like literally, this was just rubbish. Oh so I mean, you looking at that experience now and then what you had to go through when you were in... God, when you moved to Ottawa for your masters, mm. what was that like? Honestly, it was simple, very straightforward. <laughs> like I didn't even need I didn't need to carry any form to anywhere. Um, I think maybe like a month before um school would resume, like the 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 term would resume, yeah. The open enrollment portal. So you mm-hmm. get to enroll to like you know the courses that you want to take. You kind of know like you know how many courses. Um, you can take per semester depending on your your um your course or your department, etc. So I, I literally enrolled for all my courses online, like yeah. I think about a month before. I knew I'd enrolled for, I think I, I planned to take three courses, but I enrolled for four and I was like, okay, I'll go for the four classes and then I would kind of gauge like, you know, what the workload would be and then I'll drop one. Mm-hmm. and we move like that so it was straightforward like i don't even think i was on any long queue there was like an orientation um um event where yeah. like, they just like kind of tell you about things etc but it was so like very very straightforward there was no i didn't even need to meet with any module person or any lecturer or anything i did everything online Do you get guys let me tell you so i resumed <laughs> for my master's second week into teaching so i didn't even i didn't experience like the induction process and all of that but when before i moved like i said it was second week of teaching but i already had access like blackboard i had my um student email signing yeah. and all of that i knew who the module leaders for the See, let me even break the yeah, you know your lectures yeah. too. Yeah, that's true. I knew that I was only taking four models in first year, and I'm thinking four, one, two, three, four. How? <laughs> How would I be doing only four models? Well, like I, I'm not it sure. It was I, strange. Yeah, it was strange. I'm not sure I really understood it. I think at some point I was even panicking. I hope I've not missed out on something. You know, I'm supposed to see. That's how weird, fam. It was first oh week of God. teaching. I had access to the models, the PowerPoint slides, you mm. know, additional readings on Blackboard. So I knew what was happening. Yo, also, ours was called Brightspace at the time, oh, like, where you can Blackboard. access your like lecture notes yeah. and all of those things. Mm-hmm. So the additional reading materials are there. From day one, you will know the assessment that you have to do at end of term. It's not like somebody will just bring it up on you. See, I'm talking from a pimp. <laughs> no. It's painful. I'm <laughs> no, you know, I don't know if this is the same in, in the in the UK, but um at the beginning of the semester, you would know like everything you need to do to before the end of the term. So like maybe you'd need you would write two exams, so maybe a midterm exam, if yes. I know exam, uh, the number mm-hmm. of assignments you like you would get. That's what I mean. Um, etc. Like you know it from and you know the what's the code now? You know how much it weighs yes, in your you overall know. in your mm-hmm. overall grade. So yeah, you know total maybe assignments, much, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So over hundred, maybe assignments are ten. Yeah. Um your t- your midterm exam is like thirty. So it's mm-hmm. not even like you know from the beginning. So you can't say, Oh, I'll wait to exam and then I'll just read from my exam and pass. No, if you're no, not doing the work from the beginning, that. yeah. If you're not doing oh. your assignments, writing your term paper, etc. To mm, exactly. Like literally, you would already the specific questions in the assessment tab on Blackboard. You see the specific questions is listed there. I mean, oh, you can have specific there. questions. Yeah. No. So, for example, for a specific model, if I'm going to write like an essay at the end of term to assess the entire model, mm. the um, what's it called? Details about the assessments will be on Blackboard, telling me the question will be there. Like you said, the weight will be there. Every like literally would be. Wow, there. you guys on on another level. 
literally we don't see the like type of questions that will come out you would like you can um have access to like um past questions past assignment questions etc and then you can like you know navigate through that and make friends to like mm. that was how it was yeah but we don't have access to like the exact like type of questions that would mm. come so mm. i mean this is for if you have to write an essay as an assessment not that if you have to write an exam because that's oh different. right okay, okay. So okay. if it's if the model will be assessed using an essay Mm. then the question will be made available from day one yeah no no okay that makes that's sense. what i meant okay, yeah okay that makes sense oh exactly. no, for we when we have to write so you just call it essays we call it term paper okay and if you're writing a term paper um sometimes your your um lecturer would give you a list of topics mm-hmm. and then you get to choose which one you want to work with yeah so it varies from model to model you get mm-hmm. there's some that are like that there's some that there's just one question that you have to answer everybody will just answer yeah yeah some where you have to develop like an intervention and you have like a case study a number of case studies that you can pick from all i'm saying is from the beginning you would you know, know what you are doing you know what it wouldn't come injury. to you as a shock you would know from the start that's all I'm saying. Oh my god! Now, in terms of the teaching, what was that like for you? In you know, looking back at what you experienced in Babcock and no Babcock, Bowen. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys, sorry, <laughs> Bowen. It's all B. Sorry, Bowen. Yeah, it's all B. Um, so for lecturing back then, I think it was more. So I had lecturers where. And I think it was one of the things that I struggled with at initially. Like mm-hmm. I was one of I'm one of those type of people that when I read something, like when I'm reading, um, like in school, I take note of what <laughs> I'm reading. Like I, I I rephrase it. Like I read it and I feel like okay, I understand, and then I rewrite it in my own words. Mm-hmm. And that was like the way I assimilate things. And I realized that they were like lecturers are like, no, you have to write like if you have to write it if they say a b c <laughs> you have to write it in that sequence and maybe mm. me i've you know written it in my own terms and i've said c b a and it still means the same thing yeah i'm just saying zero i'm like ah wait like i thought that what i'm saying is the same thing as what you're saying so i had to like learn different lecture different lecturers will have like their own style so i had lecturers that it was like you have to do like honestly that used to annoy me a lot like really annoy me it was so maybe it's like crumb rapport some and i think maybe also because like the um my first degree was in industrial chemistry there are some things that you can't necessarily like rewrite in a certain like in your own way yeah so if, there are some chemical reactions that everybody knows that oh you know if you have um oxygen and you know um uh, carbon is supposed to give you co2 in certain like if you have don't let me go into details of chemistry but anyways so there's some things that are expected that way and there are some that I know that you can just read and understand. But it was just the jog, like having to juggle, okay, this lecturer was their own style so that I would do it their own style. And then mm-hmm. lecturer B, they're trying to understand their own style as well. And it was just crazy. Like, mm-mm. I had lecturers that I still really like. I know, like, I still speak to any of my lecturers back in Bowen, but that I know, like, the value of their teaching. And there are some that we just, and then you have lecturers, women, um, female lecturers that, because my school was a private uni but we're not allowed to wear like trousers it has to be just skirt your skirt has to be at least your knee length so maybe you know sometimes now you're scared to move up they will start to eye you like you you're serious all of those stuff <laughs> so we have like lecturers that were too annoying and unnecessary drama but yeah how was it? I can imagine your lag would be extreme <laughs> I was just chuckling as you were talking because if that's all you experienced, it was okay. That was yeah. very okay, my dear. Really? So, I'm just looking back at first term 100 level. I remember the amount of text that I had to buy because open book test, you know. You had oh, to buy it because gosh. how would you pass that? Then dealing with the lecturers that they say, if this one puts his eye on you, or if he notices you like this, you are in trouble. Okay, I didn't have to that- deal with any of those type of things. Like, this person will mark you. <clears throat> The ones that if you go into their office, you will not come out the same. You will be aware of those ones. Okay. Take note of those mm-hmm. ones as well. Now, I studied philosophy in for my bachelor's. You don't understand how Enola studied philosophy. You see, of the, what's it called, 10 that I did first year, 100 level, first semester, 100 level. 
maybe several of them will come into class and talk about how God doesn't exist. Now, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, bruv. But how does that relate to what you're supposed to be teaching me? You Nigeria is a very religious country. We're very religious. I'm talking about bullshit. Nothing that relates to anything. I mean, philosophy is as big already. Like, But you're coming in here and telling me shit that doesn't even relate to any single thing. Coming up and telling me to buy this text that God knows what is. I don't even know what context. It was doubts, right? Right. There were textbooks that we had to buy. There was one specific. I don't want to mention him. Okay, See, I didn't my deal spirit. with that. <laughs> like, I honestly didn't deal with that kind of thing. Like, saying, we'll buy this and out. Oh, yeah. Buy that textbook. No. There was one that we had to buy text first year. He taught us again in second year. We had to buy another text. These people are just making money off you guys. Girl. And then you make it, then you have to do an open book test, meaning that you have to bring that text to class. Oh. First, you have to sign attendance using the text and then use it to literally without that, you can't even pass the test anyway. So that's just, yeah, literally. Can you imagine? So it's not even like my, no, like it's not based off of what I know. No, it's based on what's in the text, what is written. There's that one as well. It wasn't just one lecture that was selling textbook or FYI. There are a number of them. Now, the fact that you come into class and you talk about a whole lot of things that have no relation to what I'm supposed to be teaching. I mean, if I look back now, what were even the learning outcomes from each of those (laughs) courses? What were the learning outcomes, really? Because it almost seemed like everybody was just coming to class to teach whatever they felt they like want. on the day. Or maybe somebody had experienced something on his way to the faculty. Be like, uh-huh. That's what they'll use. Or if somebody comes into class and, like you said, they are dressed in a way that doesn't suit the lecturer, we'll spend most, more than half an hour <laughs> talking about that. Nothing really you. what I'm supposed to be learning. Then also, um, you have the assessment, like you said, sprung on you like suddenly yeah those ones can be very annoying like you, you don't tell even, me yeah i think some of them what they do is so sometimes like when they come into class and you realize like maybe half of the class didn't show up they're just like eh, eh, uh-huh, this attendance. is the time exactly yeah, and we use that for test and that's what i'll use can you imagine can you just imagine that then i don't know if you ever for us it was always exam i wrote exam for all the courses that i did every single one of them yeah you have to write it in uh, uh, no exam mm. yes yeah, so you have to write the exam exactly <laughs> so and there was my this shock. Year, second year i remember vividly it was no, symbolic deductic, deductive logic i remember deductive logic exam deductive logic is not most mathematics is that you get it or you don't get it there's no two way about it right oh, okay. yeah and I was, when you say, when you know you're very sure about something, like there was no reason why I wasn't going to get 100 in that. But then I went to a federal university. What was I expecting? Mm. <laughs> we went for a test. Test was in this multi-purpose all made it seem like it was an exam. No problem. <sighs> and then we wrote the exam again. Same thing, just lengthier. Then the results came out for me. My test was missing. Zero was recorded. Test that I wrote to. Attendance you mean was taken. test is missing? Oh, <laughs> That's even the tip. The exam that I wrote, I was graded. Oh, yeah, I'm saying I was graded because I'm, I can beat my chest to it that I know what I wrote and there was no reason why I wouldn't have gotten My friend is very smart. I was graded 40 over 60. No, no problem. And you know that anything, anything less than 40 means I'm going to carry over that course, right? Oh, yeah. Good. So that was the only reason why I didn't carry over that course. Now, I should let you know that 70%, I'm not even exaggerating here, guys. 70% of the class carried over that course. What now? Wait, is it that you guys don't have like a senate who sits on the exams <laughs> before the results are released? No, honestly, because I know they do that in Bowen. So, of course, people want to complain to the HOD about you know a lot of people. How is seventy percent of the class carry over a course? Plus, you know that the result of the test you wouldn't find find out until the result of the exam is pasted. Everything is pasted no, together. No, 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 no. They used to give us our script back. Okay. Like you see your script. Sometimes you go back and be like not necessarily like i don't think every time you go back but you at least you can see what you scored what you got wrong okay all right anyway there's a master sheet that will be pasted at the faculty where you go there and then check your result there you have your test scores then you have your exam scores you kind of know where you are in terms of your grade and see how your impact on your gp generally so you we, that's when i saw that okay test is not there exam okay at least thankfully i'm not carrying over the course so i wasn't the only one that had my test score missing 
Um, some people obviously carried over the course for just really weird reason. Imagine if you write a test and you write an exam, how would you carry over it? Because that means you got like 39 and below. Do you understand? Yeah. You might as well not have shown up for the exam. Class. You might not have, you might as well not have shown up for the test, but you sh- you were there for both. How would you get 39? No problem. We complained, and he, the lecturer said we should write a letter for those of us that had our test script missing. We should write it, explaining. We wrote all of that. There was the list. I didn't get a response back. At least I didn't get a response back. I don't know if ah, others did. This is then, just ah. wait, sis. Then for those that went to meet the HOD, you know what the HOD said? What? Sorry, what happened again? Eh? You are joking. This is my destiny. <laughs> they are they're easy to play game. That's one. What would you do? No, really, would you want to get meet? Remember, well, they are on the same can't do that in like a private uni. After okay. all the school fees and pain, you tell me that you can't find my script and I, I've complained and all you're saying back to me is, oh, it won't happen again. But you should, you should eh? You look for that script. Hmm. Like that was not enough for me. My course director, or oh, what's it called? Course leader program leader. level advisor also. what is he <laughs> called I, I don't care for first year i'm going back now first year um i don't know if this happens in bowen <laughs> where is your course advisor that collates all the results past term and per year and then it pastes it i said i don't really know what happens in private school but let me tell you what happens in federal university so all those course that you get for each um, course is sent to your course advisor, course director, whatever. Okay. And it collates this in this master sheets and then paste this in the faculty. So everything is done manually, right? This is my course advisor. I'll be nice because it's dead. Rest is so. You know what he did? You know what, what he did? You? First term, first semester, he pasted the result master sheets during the exam. Usually, if I don't have an exam to sit in the faculty, like if I don't have to go to the faculty to sit an exam, way. I wouldn't be there because where we go to for the exam is just in a different direction. So I wouldn't have a reason to. But generally, how do we get wind of the fact that exam has been pasted? Somebody will tell somebody, somebody you don't get yeah. the notification. Mm-hmm. Somebody will tell somebody that somebody, yeah, and that's how we will know. But my friends and I, we just figured we had exams, but I just just go through finish the exams and then just check it out in faculty Afterwards. you get by the time we got to the faculty i guess people realized that um, um this thing is not what i thought it was or they had failed apparently allegedly that's what happened allegedly they had failed and they tore down the master sheet eh? you know what my cousin so said. you you couldn't see your own um, i couldn't results. see it's because it was no longer there then I went to meet my course director. We went to meet my course director and after appealing and begging and apologizing like it was our fault it then brings out the ma- another master sheet, and then we all look at it just to be sure that uh, your grades are correctly, um, I mean, correctly imputed, right? I check mine. I don't know what happened to him, honestly, my course director. I don't know how he saw a course that I got a B and it translated it to E. I don't know if B to E. Jesus I really Christ. don't know. Then I try to explain to him, which he clearly sees that, okay, it's an error. And then but he says, to accept his yeah, no, he says it's because that he has already sent it um, for, for approval. That if it's not his fault that our classmate taught it, there's really nothing he can eh? do. Eh? You know, those little grades that would just drop your CGPA from, you know, from if B to E, how would you put Jesus Christ? And he said that it's not his fault. Whose fault is it? I should also let you know <laughs> that he didn't do this just once for um, my. Um, for me uh, well in my results it didn't do it just once it did it three times three times i impacted yeah. on my total cgpa anyways this is very traumatic i still don't like sometimes when i look at it and i don't know how she went like she had her first degree in a federal school in nigeria like i, I don't do, know like, she doesn't she does the vibe is just not the same <laughs> see girl, like what you say he was. He almost got to a point where he felt like, "Why am I?" What's really the point trying? of exactly? Yeah. What's the point of trying if I I have a B and for some for some weird reasons you wrote E instead, right? Like, what's the point? I might as well not read now. Let you let get, me get e from the so beginning. things like that that happened to me. The fact that it was done manually and it was just this one person in his office that had to collate something one on one master sheet. 
Yes. Do you understand? It was just a very weird scenario. They assessed the exams that we had to write. There was one specific um, exam that I had to write. Like you said, all you need to do to pass that course is just be writing. You can write what you've written before. Just keep writing. Collect extra sheet and keep no, writing. Oh, so it's based off of the number of extra sheets yes. you collect. Yes. Jeez. Write and keep writing. Just keep writing. That's how you You're writing pass. rubbish. It doesn't. If I just repeat, you might even retreat what you've said before. Just keep writing. Just keep writing. Very weird things. But also for me, it was exams were la cram la pour most times. There was no room for you to to evaluate anything, yeah, or to be analytical or to draw conclusions from things. It was not just what you've been told. Just pour it Give down. You back. What you've been told. Just even the ones that you've been told, you are not even. Sure. In fact, if I'm being honest. To pass many of these exams, you have to go back to the text for each of those courses and wherever is handling the course. Because even the library, where were the books? Okay, so I, I used hmm. I used to use the library a lot. Um, hmm. We had books in the library. So I used to go to the library. Like I was one of those people that goes to the library a lot. Like I spent time in the library. I used textbooks from the library. It was a thing in my um faculty in my department that people will go to library identify a book that is relevant to specific course that they're doing and i did some people would tear the page off why oh like what the hell why would you ah. it's such a very weird honestly very weird vibe there was no room for collaborative learning what what is that peer-to-peer learning what am i even talking about i'm speaking too much english what is mm. that it's almost like survival of the fittest. Fittest, right? It was like everybody was put against each other. Mostly. You have to be competitive, yes. Very weird environment, honestly. Then how you address your lecturers. Have we talked about that? No, we haven't. That one was a shock for me. Like when I got here, I was like, hmm? Like, this person is not saying you have to do sir. No, sir. No, ma. Girl. <laughs> I mean, it was weird because I don't know if it was that way for you in the uk like i said when you get your student um email and all of that you get like an introductory email from your model leader introducing themselves what their research is in what they'll be taking you through all of that and they just write you can call me you know by my first name something like they usually almost put it in there and i'm like okay i mean you see the email but to actually do it do it Coming from Nigeria, where like respect is our is, is our love language, we love do you, respect. Do you remember that in WAPIC, in the policy, it's actually stated that we should address each other on a first name basis? I didn't po- see that really, but reality showed otherwise. Yay! Though that shock was definitely there. Like I, most of my my um lecturers, I just refer to them as prof- professor or prof because. I honestly like I still just it was just like eh like you mean that this person that I've been in academia for how many years that is way older yeah, I should way not older. Be calling them. like I just say oh Robert eh <laughs> but I mean I still felt that way even very recently where I was so for people that I've worked with in the past it's very easy for me to call them my first name because you know we've had dinners in the past but if I'm missing somebody mm. new mm. even though like I've had taking me or you taught me a specific model and things like that i still feel like i need to i think the first instance use like the doctor respect yeah yeah so i use like maybe prof or doctor yeah that's how like i typically would like call them because i'm just like you worked for this phd or this professor that is before your name but it's not that deep for them do you understand honestly it is not that deep it's not and that was just for me one of the things that I had to almost unlearn and the many things that I unlearned, oh girl, the many things that I unlearned. So looking back at all the experience that I had in uni, like and experiencing something entirely, I mean, entirely different. Yeah, I had to go through that process of unlearning, unlearning how to write an essay. Unlearning- so then, no, you are going to be writing on a norm. Huh. So you can imagine, again, like we said earlier that in nigeria all courses is exam like you yes don't, you don't have an option like there's no option of any other way of assessment other mm-hmm. than writing exams it was always exams so me now coming here where like the only write write-up i ever did during my undergrad was my thesis my project and even that one if if i don't even know where it is right now so now coming here where i had courses where i needed to write it was a struggle because writing i always say it's not it's not like i'm not good at writing 
normal writing i'm not even good at it talk lots of academic writing, writing girl which is another level another so one struggled with having to plagiarism oh yeah moving far you're moving far so when i started you know i came into class and the conversation so the first class i had <laughs> this is where i experienced learning shock i thought about culture learning shock so it's how students will interject the lecture while he or she is teaching and just ask questions it might be related to what she's saying it might be not related to what is being taught and you have to be able to answer is how they throw questions at you and actually expect you to participate and give responses linked mm-hmm. to what is being taught. I, it was a lot that was happening. Like I sat in there that first class and I was just like, ah, I have entered it really. No, I really entered this one <laughs> because what in the English teaching format is this? <laughs> Girl, it was oh my god, and then you had like group assignments that you had yeah. to be involved in, and they're managing the group, group people. And then the fact that people were, you know, you listen to complaints that students are making, and I'm like, is this a complaint? <laughs> <laughs> is this really an issue? Hmm. So, I mean, it was so interesting for me. So, I'll give an example. There was one, it was first. Yeah, first term of my master's, there was this model that we had to take that I took, sorry, um, for the assessment was a scene exam. So scene is that we are given five questions in advance. Okay. However, of the five, only two will come out in exam and you have to answer both questions. Oh. So you had seen your exam question. You just don't know which one will come out. It would be. It was re- there was no way. It wasn't going to be changed the way it was written. It would just come out that way, but you only had to pick two and answered, you know, you would only see two and you had to answer both. That was just his total assessment for the model. Mm-hmm. So I thought, first, I'm only doing four. Four. What is the excuse for me to, to go into that exam? Having not properly answered all five all questions. Five. Really, what am I really doing with my time? Four. You get, you were still a shock for me. I was only doing four. No problem. Of which I should tell you, of the four, um, one assessment, I remember employment law, I had done and submitted and even got the grade back before I was writing those exams. So literally, I was down to three. Do you get, at the time, I was writing exam. So me, I just, I mean, there was one specific question that many of us didn't like because I had black box. People would now be like, hey, God. It was black box and it was just, it was somewhat, if you're not really familiar with the theory that underpins it, it may be very difficult for you to understand how to answer that question but i knew that there was no way i would go into the exam and not have answers for all five five you get (laughs) so i did it i remember um the exam was supposed to hold on monday and on sunday it snowed heavily so typical they had to move the exam no problem (laughs) the exam because it snowed hey you see what's a you passport because it snowed like no they the, you people don't have snow removers we generally don't get a lot of snow like that so this was a unique saying. experience <laughs> why are you beefing mm. why are you beef because you, a lot of students would have sent emails saying they couldn't get into the university and all of that so they will have to move you i mean the thing is that education here is not supposed to you're not nobody's punishing you you're not being punished for going to school yeah, so yeah i mean if you say that you can't make it and a large number of students can't make it what would be the use of going ahead with the exam because it's a responsibility as a student <laughs> imagine that happening in Nigeria. it's a responsibility yeah, so- to make yourself available maybe you should have stayed with somebody on campus anyways let me let you go <laughs> these are the issues new use is eus now these are the eus I remember on Sunday, um, I had one other person that was on the same program as me and she had struggled with answering the questions. She's not, um, I think she, she's Chinese, if I remember, Asian. I'm not really sure which part. Um, but so we had talked to the, um, each of the questions. It was also a way for me to, in a, in a sense, reaffirm everything that I learned and to be you sure learned, that I truly yeah. understood it. So, um, we went through all five questions. She had like eight pages of notes that she has taken. So I, in fact, I felt fulfilled. Like at least I've helped somebody else. At least while preparing for this exam, we went for the exam, and uh, she did not really prepare for the ones that came out. Ha! But I think what 
ultimately talking about the assessment it was for me that the point when you are being assessed is not necessarily to punish you Mm. it's not necessarily to bring you down or to show i'm the one in charge do you know what i've gone through to get to where i am so who are you it's nothing like that if you're writing an essay from the very get-go like i said you know what the question is and every session every class that you take there'll be specific um learnings that you have to go through that helps you in that sense to prepare Prepare. for that answer you get for the essay that i'm talking about so it's not like creative for you to, to be punished. Mm. So if I were to go back to when I was doing, um, there was a program that I had to take. So to teach in the UK, yeah, um, at the university level, you have to be a, f- instead of being an associate fellow, I think you can teach as an associate fellow of higher education academy or a fellow. So basically you just run through a program that tells you what you're supposed to do when you're teaching students, how you're supposed to prepare, all of that. One of the things that they will tell you is there has to be an alignment between your teaching, 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 teaching materials and um, the assessments. You can't teach something different from how the students will be assessed. Of course. How are they supposed to know it exactly. if you didn't teach them? But exactly. that's not the case for Nigerian lecturers anyway. Girl. But also, <laughs> those questions will be reviewed by, you know, an exam board. So you wouldn't have the final say on it, right? While you may be able to come up with the content, it has to be reviewed. Because, you know, everybody, nobody is perfect. So you might be making some mistakes while you are doing it. Or maybe you just get carried away, you know, with all of the activities that you are doing or feel like you know, you can come up with these questions, but somebody will be there to review to be sure that it's actually aligned to your teaching content. Then every Mm -hmm. session that you have, you have to list out not more than four learning outcomes, not more than four learning outcomes. And at the end, you have to go back. lecturers left the chat. In the mud. (laughs) You have to go back to reassess that what you intended to cover from the start is what you actually covered at the end of it. Then also, the teaching is supposed to allow for um, learning. That's why people will be engaged in like group activities. Um, you'll be asked to do like presentations in class. Yeah, presentations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of those are supposed to prepare you, not just to get a certain grade. Most times you find that the learnings are always related to practical things. They're always related yeah. to what um, real life experiences. Experiences yeah. that you deal with at the end of the day, like when you finished or leave school. Exactly. Because the end goal is not for you to get an A or to get a first class. So you get a first class and then what? You have to be no, able to... But I think, I think it's, quite, it's a little bit different right here. I don't know if it's for all um, schools or all faculties, even in my school. But I, I think I mentioned it to you while I was in school that the grading system for Faculty of Engineering of University of Ottawa. Jesus Christ. Hey, guys. So for my, for my, for my degree, the pass mark is a B. So if you have anything less than a B, that's a fail. And you can only have two fail. Like you can literally, you can even only have one fail. One, you can only have two yeah, yes. No, you cannot have one fail in the whole of like as you're doing your master's degree. Oh, you can only oh. fail once. Once you fail a second, like if you once you fail a course, not necessarily the course that you failed the first time. The moment you fail a second course, that means you're out. Like you there's nothing like, oh, let me, I'm sorry, let me rewrite, I'll pass it when I rewrite it. No, for the second fail, you're out. Like that's the end of it for you. I think we we allow rooms for retake. You only retake it during like the summer. You can retake it. And that retake, that retake, sorry, is capped at 50. No, you can retake it because at the end of the day, for you to graduate, you need to mm-hmm. have fulfilled a certain number of units. You have yes. To, so you failed it does not mean that that's like, you know, you can you would retake it. That's it. But you failed one course. So if you retake it and you even pass it, and then, you know, in your, your next semester, you do another, you do maybe like another three course and you fail, you know, one out of those three courses. That's the end. Like, you are out of school. Like, no, like, no continuation. Uh-huh. And the B, let me tell you, I wrote down the grading, like, the grades for you guys. People <laughs> can know how, it's not easy to have that B. So A plus is from 90 to 100. A is 85 to 89. 
A minus is 80 to 84. See, it's not this deep. Is that deep? It's B, deep. B plus is 75 to 79. And all of this is out of 100. And then the B, which is like the pass mark, is between 70 to 74. So you know how in Nigeria you just need to have a 70 at like in total and you are you have a A. You have an A, yeah. It's the same you thing a, you, you no, it is A B. A B. So if you even if you have less than 70, like if you have less than 70, you have maybe like 69, you are failed. You are failed that course. Like it's not like you feel like an F O, but for my for my for my faculty, once you have wow. a C. You have failed, like you've literally, that's a fail already, like that. Uh, so it was crazy. Not that deep. So like at the back of your mind, which is what I'm like, they let you know from the get-go all the things you need to do, like how, how many assignments you get. So you, you don't know which one, your final exam might just be like 30% of the whole 100 or maybe 40%. I don't think it's ever more than, like I don't think it's ever up to 50% of your oh, yeah. total grade. But you know from the beginning that every assignment, every term paper, every presentation counts. Yeah. You can't be like, oh, you know, I'll wing every other thing and then I'll do well on my exam. Your final exam is what? 40 out of 100. And if you are very, if you are so smart, you score 40 over 40. Well, you still need 30 marks. Yeah, from the other one. To say you've passed. <laughs> Crazy. Um, it was, hey. So even though like, you know, you're participating you're doing presentations at the back of your mind you want to really do your best as well okay, because fair enough fair you enough. need this grade if not how do you want to go back to your parents and say eh, <laughs> actually i had i had a b and no i had a c which is like a b in nigeria um and I'm, out of school. <laughs> like, I'm sorry like the school fees you paid it has, it has gone to the mud <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I think one other thing that emphasizes, I mean, of course, passing is good. Getting a first is great. But ultimately, if you get a first and you're not able to translate that into the workspace or translate that into advancement of literature or a contribution, if you're not able to engage in analytical reasoning or evaluate certain scenarios, draw conclusions or and recommendations, then really what's the use? And that's one of the things that I really appreciate because if you are given a specific um, task to do, you're not just describing the scenario. You have to understand what's happened there, translate it in a way that makes sense to you and then give your own recommendations. That's how you also express yourself. That's how you also think deeper than you would normally do. And mm-hmm. that's why the assessments or the exams that you do in Nigeria, where it's like purely cram and paste and purely descriptive, does you can't not think... do It won't work for you in their board. You want to do cram and paste. It's not going to work because it's more... They, they, they put the old practical aspect of things. So you learn that, oh... You know, A plus B is equals to C. But in the real world, like, how do you use that A plus B in in the real world? Like, I did um, my master's degree in environmental engineering, so I did, and I didn't have an engineering background. God, like my first semester, I was struggling. I had to go. Yeah. Like, I remember going to see one of my um, lecturers. Like, I need like recommendations of books for me to mm-hmm. like go read that would give me a bit of understanding but you do a lot of like designing and i know like i didn't do engineering as my first degree but i know that there was like i did a bit of chemical engineering courses but there, like there wasn't like a way to interpret it in the real world but here you do you're designing something you do the design calculations mm-hmm. and then you you get questions that like you know, a city of maybe a city of Ottawa are experiencing maybe, you know, increasing the chlorine level in their water. How do you treat the water? And it's not just by writing the steps. So all the design calculations that you've learned, yeah. you have to put them into practical use mm-hmm. by saying, okay, if we had so, 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 and so, it would drop down the chlorine level. And you use, like, they will tell you, like, the standards um, that is actually the real terms in an outside world like say oh yeah a, a water a, a treated water is supposed to have you know a certain uh, milligram of sodium a certain milligram of this and you have to do your calculation in such a way that you meet what you're supposed to have as a standard and gosh hey okay that's true 
for science or engineering guys in Nigeria, we have to cram our formulas. Like the formulas you use in I heard about that. You have to know it. Like nobody's going to give you. So imagine my shock when I had a test and there was a formula sheet that has you all the formulas how much that I need. You have to cram. In addition to trying to maybe remember theories or remember principles and all of that, and translate that into whatever questions you've been given to answer and give them. I was in shock. I was like, eh, you mean that I don't need to cram? Like when when people were telling me before the exam that you don't need to cram the formulas, like there will be a formula sheet. Mm. I was like, are you sure that they will give you all the formulas that I want? Oh my God. Yes. Can you imagine that? It's crazy. Um, one other thing that I remember that I ha- also had to learn to do because I never did it in Nigeria was referencing. <gasps> Plagiarism. And referencing. Hmm, my dear. So the thing is, once I understood the rationale behind, behind it, it, it made sense. So guys, let me give an example for those that don't really understand it. So say i see something on evergreen's story no on evergreen's post on instagram and i'm like oh, i really like this i like what she's saying it actually vibes with what i'm thinking right now i share it on my story you know that it will show that is no no it will okay, show yeah, yeah. it will show, show that it's from ever on instagram right now that almost in a sense references that the original post comes from evergreen, evergreen. and not me this is different from Evergreen has posted something on Instagram and she has written this long cap, um, caption. Maybe it's something that she has thought about, an original idea, whatever. She has written this thing. Then me, because I feel like, ah, why not? I now go there, Copy. pop it. In fact, I might even find a synonym of, for, for, for one word or two words. And twist use. it around so mm. that it's not exactly copy and paste. But it's not rocket science that this yeah, is how... Know. Evergreen Rotown, and I went to paste it as my own caption. Guys, that is hundred percent what plagiarism. 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 In case you don't know, because what that does is you have taken Evergreen's original thought and made it as your own without giving credence uh, credit. or credit to Evergreen for that work. That's just what it is, and it, that's why referencing is so important. If you don't mm. know about it, please learn. Because once you submit your paper on Tony Team and they flag <laughs> it after passing a certain threshold, since you will retake that paper and to be capped at 50. And see, it's not even just your term paper or essays, or mm-hmm. even your assignments. You know how it, like you get assignments, you find answer to it inside one textbook, you just write it. You want hmm. reference that textbook. Hmm. Do you guess every single thing that you do, you have to reference and you have to use a consistent referencing style. It yeah. may be Harvard, it may be APA, APA. Maybe Chicago, whichever one you listen, reference. Pick one and stick to it. And stick to it. So you can't just, most often than not, well, I haven't had that experience where you're given a question and then you just check on Google Scholar, just on Google, and then you find a paper that directly answers the questions. I've not had that experience. Often than us, you find different papers that probably have a, a theory down a little bit pins, here and there. Yeah, your question, you know, what you're trying to explain and things like that. But I have not found either a text or a paper that directly answers any questions that have been given. Hmm. So, but referencing is very, very important. You also have to learn it. You also have to, um, in terms of your essay writing, if, if you thought that you could write essay, probably hmm. need to relearn it. Let's be honest. Hmm. Because it's the way you also write. I don't know if you notice this. Many Nigerians write the way they speak. That's the way I, I write. And that's how I said, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the way I used to write. And I knew that. Like, I know that writing is not my, it's not my calling. So you can imagine my struggle when I had to write like 10 papers and, and mm-hmm. I had to write like a certain number of words or... Oh, certain... those number of <laughs> word counts. <laughs> I'm just like, I just need to keep writing. I remember when I first um, knew that I was going to write in um, an essay with a word count of 3,000. It seemed like a lot that year. <laughs> it did seem, 3,000 seemed like a lot. How do you feel now that you're writing your, your thesis for your PhD? What's the 3,000? <laughs> What's the three thousand? What's the three thousand? Three thousand. It would not even be enough to write my introduction. What are we talking about? Exactly. Three thousand. So, but you, you just keep growing. You just keep learning, and also where to find resources. I don't know. This is something that you're taught. Um, during your induction year, you you are taking 
to the library and they put you through where to find different resources. You're trying to find articles, books. Books are labeled in the library. Yeah, you will search you, for it on where on um website. You don't even have to be inside the library. You like, don't. You can access like the e-copy version. You can like, for those that have e-copy gosh, versions. Like, even if you you can't access like the e-copy version, you will find out where what where exactly. number the row like. <laughs> It's not the one that somebody will go to library and tear one page and they are all doing it because what? Why? You find different copies of books that you can yeah. use. The resources are available. of it too, like, yeah. oh my God. The resources are available. The support is available. Um, is the fact that if you feel some type of way about a feedback that you were given, or if you feel some type of way about feedback, not a feedback, feedback that you were given, you can always write to your lecturers kind of air your opinion not from an emotional point of view obviously back it up with evidence mm. as to why you feel like you should have been addressed differently um but it's just it's a very different environment very supportive environment and very very different yeah Wait, do you guys rate or assess your lecturers oh, yes, at the end do. of the term mm. we complete those feedback forms <laughs> i was in shock <laughs> when i got that email i think it was like maybe like a month to the end of the term and I got email like, oh, yes, you have to rate your, your lecturers and your course. Mm. Like, you rate your lecturer like, okay, did, 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 did this lecturer meet the learning outcome yeah. of, of this of, of model? The, yes. Of the module. And I'm yeah. just like, eh? <laughs> you mean, me? I can oh, actually boy, say you. that my lecturer did not. And it's clear, like, they'll tell you, like, oh, it's anonymous. Like, yes. your lecturer is not going to know exactly who said what. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm? right the journey me could not just it didn't yeah, just add up i'm i see i see why you know i would i felt that way as well why anybody who hasn't experienced the system would feel that way as well but like i say one of the things that you're taught when becoming a teacher is that you have to identify ways you almost have to engage in this um reflective exercise where you look back on what you've done previously are there areas for improvement, improvement. is there a way is there a way you could have addressed this differently is there a way that your teaching identity identity is influencing on how you teach because if for example i'm predominantly an introvert and i'm teaching there's a likelihood that i will just run through my slides without giving room for like questions or discussions because that's just what i'm used to like the the type of person you are but different people, different student class have different personalities and different learning styles. Some people, you can ask them from today to next year, they won't say anything. doesn't mean that they are not learning. Some people are constantly the ones answering all your questions. They actively yeah. engage in those discussions. Some people, when it comes to presentation, you see them. Otherwise, you wouldn't see them. Also, the classes are recorded. So, in fact, one well, of the things that you talked about... Know. When that you said, oh, you know, you have to write. Most times, you're encouraged, encouraged to listen because you can go back to the black box recordings, the, the oh, replay. Oh, you have recording. Yeah, we record. Oh, the... I used to record on my phone. Like I used to record my my classes on my phone. No, instead. most often, most sessions are recorded, so you can go back to listen to it, take notes if you couldn't during the class. Because taking notes during the class is something that we used to do back in nigeria but it's not really encouraged there because ideally you should be listening and identifying different areas for contribution questions that you may have and you know then go back to listen to those recordings and take notes mm. things like that so that's how it works but it's a new experience different <laughs> well it's not like <laughs> a new for me but yeah. it was a new experience at first but. no definitely oh my god Jeez. I remember I remember one instance when my program um, director, who also happens to be my supervisor, I remember meeting him because what we're told, I got an email saying, this is your program director, you know, and the details was there. So I thought, okay, are we supposed to go meet them or are they supposed to tell us something? Come on. <laughs> yeah. So I remember the first day, I sent him an email. He didn't really respond. You know, it's not like he didn't really, he didn't respond. So I remember the first time I saw him, I, someone had told me that he was the one. So I went to meet him and I'm like, oh yeah, I just really joined in my program director and all that. And I was like, okay, do you need something? And I was like, really, do I need something? Why do I have like, a meeting? <laughs> really, why did I go? But anyway. Like, hello, this is me. Oh, this is me. Just marking, you know, attendance that I, I um, you're yeah, my you I'm you get. 
it's so it's so weird it's so weird well I mean, it was weird then, no longer. But anyway, guys, um, for those of you that are going to be joining the system soon, UK, Canada, wherever, um, there's a lot of unlearning that you need to do, but have an open mind yeah, and enjoy the process of growing because you would experience growth like you, you haven't before, but it's good growth, it's good progress. So yeah, enjoy it. Um, and for people that have already been like, they're already in the system and I've experienced some of these things that we're seeing or even more that we didn't get to touch on today. Please drop them in the comment section. Let's have some good laughs. Of, yeah, that's <laughs> right. that happened to me too. So <laughs> drop them in the comment section and, you know, let's, yeah, let's have fun from there. All right then. See you in the next episode. Bye guys. Bye.